life is like a box of chocolates, hidden chef bird. Ladle spoons, wooden spoons, it's a chef blur. He might make history. Some people would disagree. Chef tails, woohoo. Kitchens can be scary. You could slip on some dairy. Who look thick with Mary Berry. Chef tails, woohoo. These are genuine real tales. None of them include a Gareth Bale. They are ooh, chef tales, woohoo. Every day he's making real chef tales, woohoo. Organising the private pie but don't want the hassle of cooking for it all yourself? Have you got a corporate event booked but not sure where to start looking in regards to catering? It's okay. Sweet as a nut has got this. Run by a husband and wife team, Sweet as Nut Catering are an experienced wedding events catering company based in Ferndown with over 25 years of experience. Whether it's a barbecue that you're after or a hog roast, Sweet as Nut Catering will work with you to create something that you and your guests will love and remember. Pop an email to sweetasnutcatering at hotmail.co.uk or check out the website at www.sweetasnutcatering.com Sweet as Nut Catering, it's what we do. Hello beautiful people and welcome to the Chef Tales podcast. It is I, Meddy Boy, Bombhead, Matthew John, Philip Jones, MJPJ. As you can tell my throat is a bit <coughs> raspy, not, um, not fully cleared of this shit that's been going on. What's going on? And, and neither is Charlotte. Bronchitis yet again for her. So it's, um, I'd say it's just that time of the year, I don't know, but... Could it be the house? Could it be just something going around? Could it be a mixture of all different things? Who knows? I mean, yeah, we haven't had hot water in this house for over a month now, and we've had to be boiling up water. This is no joke. Boiling up water to have a bath because the the bath and the shower um doesn't work, and obviously Charlotte's afraid of the landlord, and. Uh, and if he said, I'm going to come down and have a look and that kind of stuff. Uh, and obviously, you know the story. I called the guy a cunt in my, in dressing, not dressed, just in the towel as, as he was laying into Charlotte a few years ago. It was uh, like a, some, a scene from like EastEnders, apart from obviously you wouldn't hear that. You wouldn't hear the word cunt in EastEnders unless it was X-rated EastEnders. But, yeah, so we haven't had hot water. So, you know, the... Uh, we couldn't get hold of any plumbers as well because of it being this time of year. So, after a week or so, I managed to get somebody to come and have a look. <coughs> We've got an immersion heater, and I showed him that it's been there since 1984. I mean, you, you know, do the math. You know, it's fucking nearly 40 years old, for fuck's sake. Ridiculous. Um, and not only that, but it's just the heater is sitting on two bits of wood really dangerous fucking shit you know it burnt out on us um it would just get so hot it would take the paint off the walls when it was working it was temperamental as fuck uh and then it just suddenly just fucking went and this guy looked at it and said well i'll be able to replace that it would cost like 700 quid or whatever um then looked at the shower and the shower is probably just as old as that because he's never even heard of the the make i think he googled it and it was yeah probably about 40 years old 
because the the switch, well, the switch on the shower obviously doesn't work, but there's a switch that you turn on the shower with, and that's permanently on. So that's fucking dangerous as fuck. And like he said, it should be condemned. <clears throat> but we got in touch with our landlord. We didn't mention to him about the shower, because like I said, the shower, I said, let's not worry about the shower. Let's just try and get the, the immersion heater sorted out. Okay, so to save arguments, I've just done that. Mess emailed the, the landlord, told him about this, said, I'm, I've got another, another plumber to come in to have a look at it. So he came in the other day and had a look at it. And, um, yeah, was able to rewire it and said that it might just be need to be yeah, rewired because um, it, it was still live for the immersion heater. Done that, turned it on, lights came on. Um, he said, yeah, if it comes on, let me know. That kind of stuff. He didn't. Then I felt, then I had to push the the funny reset. I pushed the re- funny reset button, and it started to kick in. I thought, woohoo! That that was short lived because within half an hour it was still not hot. Even after an hour, it wasn't. So it was fucked. So I said, yeah, if you can send me a quote, that'd be great. <coughs> Whilst he was there, seeing if it was if the water was getting hot, he was trying the bath taps, and the bath taps are fiddly as fuck. So is a knack trying to turn off the the hot one and he's like oh mate oh, can they need new taps like, okay I thought I'm not going to say yeah, yeah there's an act to that etc so he puts on puts this on the quote bath taps told him about the shower that'll get sorted out blah 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 blah, blah. so send a quote to my to my um, prick of a landlord and naturally obviously he comes back with you know why do the taps need to be replaced um, oh fucking hell a load of load of other shit because this is my landlord after all and he's a, as tight as fucking arseholes and hasn't spent any money apart from actually like cutting down trees which he had to to uh, get the work done he's surprised that the shower packed up as well that must be a pain please send me a photo of that the way that it packed up have you had things freeze up there it it slightly looks like he's trying to make a bigger job, but please let me know more about the tap problems and I'll let you know. Thanks for... And I'll check my email again soon. So I, I made a balls up. It wasn't all the taps. It was just the bath taps. But even so, you know, fucking... I don't know, what are you looking at? Maybe 50 quid for fucking some taps? Pff, I don't know. I mentioned it was that and that, you know... I don't know, I said the shower packed up... <coughs> Yeah, I told him obviously the shower had packed up, etc. And then he replied back, well, have you tried turning the IT crowd thing? Have you tried turning it on and off again for 10, 10 times? Sometimes it might, you know, free. This guy was, this is the guy who said that our storage heaters, which were from the 60s, were indestructible. Indestructible. And only when, only when the local council got involved and told him he needed to put actual fucking heat, yeah, because it, it was a government grant. Did he actually go ahead and do it and only paid the minimum amount towards us having heaters in it, which we've had for four years. But this is how tight this cunt is. But he's actually agreed to get the work done, which, well, obviously he would have had to because we would have said, well, you're not getting your fucking rent, mate, until we get our hot water, which is a fucking legal requirement, you cunt. <laughs> I wouldn't put that in an email. I'd say that to his face. But anyway, so that's that's uh, that's the shit that goes down. Um of our prick of a landlord. 
Um, yeah, uh, we finally said our goodbyes to Dave, Sir Dave Reynolds, um, the other day for his crematorium, at the crematorium. Um, the Mad Arab came down because he, he knew Dave um, and, and Gina, his wife. And, <coughs> uh, which he said they would, but I was checking out, trying to find it, see his car pull up and that kind of stuff, and I didn't see it, I thought, Maybe he hasn't been able to get down because of the tr- because of the uh, the weather, but um, I did what I said I was going to do and carried Dave in with Rachel, one of our friends, who um, who've known, who's known him for a long time. And the ball bearer said, obviously, we don't pick it up by the handle. We slide him out, um, walk a few paces and lift him up on our shoulders. Whatever you do, don't drop him. I thought, well, I'm not. I'm not gonna fucking do that. He was a lot lighter than what my stepdad Chris was, and yeah, I wanted to just pay him the respects of that of of um, walking him in. So we, we walked him in. Um, I sat down the lid and said, "Thank you so much for that, Matt." And that got me choked up a bit. And then when we were looking at pictures to um, a decent picture of Dave to put on on the front of it of the um, you know. What, what the woman was um, saying about Dave and how he was, etc., that kind of stuff. He was notoriously known for not having, uh, being good, uh, um, having his photograph taken. Even uh, the famous one that when we had our calf, he just looked pissed off. He probably wasn't, but he just didn't look happy. <laughs> uh, so we hunt me and me, Charlotte and Lynn were hunting through pictures, and there was one where he was on the water slide when we went on our first holiday. And I said, what about that one? But because he had his top off, they didn't want to go with that one. So so we found another one and we just said, yeah, if we just crop him out of, yeah, crop everybody else out of this picture, so just have him in the picture, um, we'll go with that. Okay, great. So we got, when I sat down after um, I carried him in, I picked it up and then it was, uh, it was Rachel and Mike's, it was from Rachel and Mike's wedding. The reason I knew that is because it had Rachel, Mike and Lynn in the picture, I thought, okay, that's a bit, that's a bit weird. I thought it was just going to be Dave. So after we'd done, <clears throat> we'd done the service and that kind of stuff, um, one of Charlotte's family family came up to Rachel and said, "Oh, Charlotte, I haven't seen you in such a long time." To which Rachel went, um, "I'm not Charlotte. She's over there." How embarrassing, huh? <laughs> it's like an only fools and horses kind of moment that is. But I had to explain to my family the reason why uh, it wasn't from our wedding. It was just supposed to be Dave, but they they cocked it up two days beforehand. But, you know, there could have been worse things that, that could have happened, you know. That that wasn't um, that bad. It was funny, but it wasn't that bad. And then we had the service, which was a, a beautiful service. And at the very end, there was a bit where Lynn added that what Dave would say to his to my kids, his his grandchildren, um, a little like poem before they go to bed, and they got up, and to do, it. and that got everybody obviously choked up. It was this, both my kids, so brave, got up there, and um, and read this, and I said it got everybody choked up. Read me a story, and tuck me in night. Tell me you love me and kiss me goodnight. Oh, man.
and then just after that, I had somebody like come, come out of nowhere, say, "You right, mate?" Oh, I saw was like I thought it was a white car. I thought it was a fucking priest or the vicar, but it was with this white. I thought it was his collar, but no, it was Sam with his fuck with a white tuft of hair and and just to pay his respects. So I said, "Oh, thank you, mate." He said, "It is Charlotte to Lynn and the kids as well." And then we went back for food. We had the food and everybody, you know, reminisced and had a good time. It wasn't just sad and just obviously just how, you know, funerals usually are. It was nice to reminisce and have a laugh and and remember the good times, etc. You know, why Dave is called, why Dave was labelled Sir Dave by myself because I was absolutely bricking meeting him. Um, for the very first time when Charlotte said you're going to come over for a barbecue and I was like, fucking out in my head just going what the fuck do I say hello hello mate <laughs> um, uh, watch out I don't know and he's like um, nice to meet you sir and he said sir who the fuck does he think I am <clears throat> like I say we had our ups and downs like any uh, family do and that kind of stuff but he was a, a great um yeah, father, granddad, father-in-law. Um, yeah. So the World Cup. Just catching up on to on where I was last, and obviously France got the better of Morocco. They sat back, sat back, and Morocco yeah, attacked, but they got them on the counter. Um, and Morocco was still were attacking and then France got a very fortunate second goal and then they could then they could relax and then yeah they made it through to the final like I said that was my pick obviously Croatia Croatia wasn't a um well that Argentina were too strong for Croatia and and it showed in that game and then obviously the final the final was here and fuck me what a final it was France they were not in that game at all or so we thought a bit like a bit like uh, the Netherlands against Argentina <clears throat> Argentina were dominating that game and were awarded a penalty in the first half obviously Messi stepped up and as cool as he liked slide it home 13 minutes later 13 minutes later um, Dia Maria scored and Argentina were 2-0 up and France just didn't look at the races Deschamps made a couple of changes before the end of the half and took off Giroud he needed to because it wasn't working the second half France still weren't in the game Argentina did take their foot off the pedal but still, there was no clear-cut chances for the French. And you're thinking, this could be Messi's World Cup, finally. The French looked like they did when they played against Moroccans and wanted to just hit, hit Argentina on the counter-attack, but they never got a chance to. Mbappe, his attitude, he doesn't look the same player, the commentators said. Come the 80th minute, and France get themselves a penalty penalty Mbappe puts it in the bottom corner just out of reach for the Argentine keeper 
and runs to retrieve the ball from the net. France's first attempt and it was on target. 82 seconds later, he scores an outrageous volley to make it 2-2 and it goes fucking crazy. Oh my God, fucking hell, here we go. <clears throat> they weren't even in this game. No different, I say, no different from the fucking du- yeah, the Dutch against them and the Argentines. It's like, now, it's fucking, you know, it's nil-nil, basically. It's fucking all the play for. Or it seems like, if you know what I mean. When it was, when it was 2-0, I thought, that's it. They'll lose. They'll blame it on the mysterious illness or the illness that they had. But no, game on. The French pulled it out of the bag. I messaged to a WhatsApp group, never underestimate the French. And it's true, because... They looked dead and buried. If Argentina got a third goal, it would have been game over. But they didn't. At that point, they didn't. The teams, they couldn't be separated. Even in the dying seconds of normal time, Messi thought they had won it with a thunderous strike. Lorez was up to the challenge now and made the save. On to extra time. And who was going to be the hero? We all thought. Well... Messi thought we had it won after hard work and scoring with his right foot. Not many have been scored with his right, right foot, I'd like to add. But <clears throat> he thought we had it won and it deemed to have, it, the ball had crossed the line and the referee blew his whistle. With minutes to go, France were ordered another penalty and upstepped Mbappe to score his hat-trick. Kane couldn't convert two penalties in the game, but Mbappe did. This was edge of your seat stuff. It was one of, if not the best, World Cup finals I've ever seen. Penalties came. Messi scored one of the most cheekiest penalties that I've ever seen. Waiting and waiting for the keeper to move and then took one step to his... Once he took one step to his left, he struck. Mbappe scored his third penalty of the match and the Argentina keeper made a... almost got to that one. Argentina's keeper made a great save um, to one of the... Well, the French uh, player who didn't look didn't look uh, confident and he had... by that time he had put one hand on the World Cup. France failed to... France failed in retaining, in retaining being World Cup holders and the cup goes to South America. It could have gone either way. But I have to say <clears throat> that Argentina deserved it. It's not often a player scores a hat-trick and is on the losing side. But that's what happened for Mbappe. What a game of football that was. For me, the Messi or Ronaldo, who is the greatest... It has always been Messi. What he does on the pitch is astounding. Graham Souness said like a few games back that there there won't be anybody like these two for a while. He obviously has forgotten about Mbappe. You know, and not only that, but he was talking. He said it like that as if there hasn't been anybody else like you know. We had fucking Zidane, you know, um, twenty years ago, fucking. Great, great players, fucking do, yeah, don't come around obviously as regulars, but still, 
if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> what a final, man. What a final. And then Martinez, the keeper, doing a dick fucking... He won the Golden Glove and then put it on his, put it on his groin. <laughs> he was, yeah, even when it came to the penalty shootout, he was, yeah, got into the into the striker's heads, obviously, and Bappe, yeah, he wasn't missing. But he got into the other players' heads by throwing the ball away before he could... Um, the guy could take the penalty. Yeah. Fair play to, to Messi and Argentina because for me, they deserved it. This has been Manny Boy, Bombhead, MJ, PJ, Matthew, John, Philip Jones, and this has been the Chef Tales Podcast. And this is the end of the series. Or is it? <coughs> I've been your host. And this... It's the end of the series. Take care now. Bye-bye. I know I said it last time, but Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Life is like a box of chocolates. Here the chef bird. Little spoons, wooden spoons. It's a chef blur. He might make history. Some people would disagree. Chef tales. Woohoo. Kitchens can be scary. You could slip on some dairy. Who look there was Mary Berry. Chef tales. Woohoo. These are genuine real tales. None of them include a Gareth Bale. They are ooh chef tales. Woohoo. Every day he's making real chef tales. Woohoo.